Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, and then make them fight for our amusement. I am your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw, with me, as always, is the amazing Mr. Ken Knapsack. Uh, so glad to be back. This is, uh, as I always say, my favorite show, because we get to find out really cool things, like there was a food court on Malachor. <laughs> <laughs> we did not know that, <laughs> but we learned a lot about it. You always, uh, you push me to the absurd, and that's great. <laughs> Because this podcast is absurd, uh, we are lucky 
to have an amazing guest uh, from the Schmozno and Clyder, Mr. Mark Ellis. I am thrilled to be here. Anytime we can take art and make it competitive and make them fight, which is what you're not supposed to do when enjoying art. We're breaking the rules here, boys. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of rule breaking. Uh, it, it's a conflicted podcast because I yeah. get really uptight about like, we're going to keep these fights within canon, yeah. but there's also a food court on Melicor. <laughs> uh, so this is your first time listening what we do. It's called Databank Brawl because I I pull the descriptions of our combatants off of StarWars.com databank. So this is officially what Lucasfilm thinks of these characters. And we, we look them up on Wikipedia too. We talk a little bit, but we try, to, we try to keep it educational. We try to keep it in canon so we can kind of learn what does Lucasfilm actually think of these characters, what's really true about them now. And so we can use that information to make them fight absurdly. Mm, <laughs> yes. Do you guys have any questions or thoughts before we learn about our first combatant? I'm ready, Mark. You're the newbie. You feel good? You feel comfortable? I have been ready for this moment <laughs> my whole <laughs> life. Nice, yes. nice. And now the, the contestants here, contestants, nobody wins, really. Uh, the <laughs> guests <do>. here. Uh, <laughs> the panelists, everyone except me, doesn't know who the fighters are. So this is True. the first time that they are finding out. Uh, for example, right now, Ken and Mark are finding out that our first combatant is Low Gray. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. <laughs> this is our first Ewok who's fully stepped into the ring here. And this is uh, what StarWars.com says about Logray. The shaman of the Ewok village, Logray's rituals ensured his tribe remained in harmony with Endor's forest spirits. When a golden god visited his planet, Logray ordered the sacrifice of off-worlders in this deity's honor, only to somehow incur the god's wrath. No one ever said faith was easy. <laughs> wow. Official Lucasfilm description. That's official. That's not a joke you added it at the end. That nope, I did not add that. That is the actual awesome. last sentence of yeah. information about Logre. Wow. wow. And he's the he's the Ewok uh, with all the, the, the with like the dead like crocodile or something on his head. Yeah. Like there's yeah. some sort of weird yeah. with, with, with very pointy teeth. Yeah. It, he clearly killed yeah. something much bigger than him, and he now wears that as on, one of the shamans of the Ewok. Film. Yeah, as a Hat. He wears death <laughs> as a hat. Yeah. Uh, can you describe him? You you normally do a good job of this, Ken. Can you describe for people listening which yeah. which Ewok we're talking about yeah. here, which Ewok we're dealing he, with? He is the medicine man. I think that's how he was even kind of labeled on the figure package yeah. at some point. I grew up with him in my head being the medicine man, but Logray is, is definitely his name. As you said, he is 1.0 meters tall, brown <laughs> with tan stripes. I color a deathless, voidless black. Uh, <laughs> Is, More so than some of the other Ewoks, yeah. too, when yeah. you watch it. <laughs> right, right. He is uh, from uh, Bright Tree Village, which is, of course, the uh, name. Um, I don't think that's... I don't know. I'm going to click on that here as I do my research. I don't know if that's canon I don't think that's anymore, canon. but it's definitely... There's a lot of... Well, they list it in canon. On Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. It's got the two tabs. It's, it's got, got the, the canon, two tabs. Canon and, canon and legends. It's definitely never referenced, but I can tell you a lot. And if Jennifer Landa was here, she would probably defend that. <laughs> yes. But I know a lot of people. My friend, author uh, Madeline Rue, is a big Ewok fan, and she she can speak the language, and she knows the layout of Bright Tree Village. Uh, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to take that away from them. But that's it uh, for uh, Logray. Do you have a quote from him? You normally find a uh, quote. There's not a quote. There's not a quote. 
I, I imagine Yubnub came out of his mouth at some yeah. point. Yeah, at some point. At some yeah. point. And yeah. We definitely hear him speak in Jedi, right? Yes. In Return yes. of the Jedi, yeah, because he's, he's dark in order. Mana, mana, he's mana, got mana. most of the lines yeah. of the yeah. Ewoks in there. Now, my concerns about him as far as a combatant go um, <laughs> is that I think he's got something really uh, good in his favor, which is he, the forest spirits aside, he lives in a very naturalistic society where you have to use that farm strength. You know, it's, it's right. almost like, mm. like when Rocky in Rocky Four decided the only way he could beat this massive Russian is to go train and just lift heavy stuff and just run up mountains. And so that's the kind of training he's had. My issue is that I think he's a little bit past his prime physically. Right. He looks a little bit, oh, there's some gray in the fur. And I, I think that <laughs> might come back to haunt him. This might be like somebody coming out of retirement and maybe we see Muhammad Ali in the 80s instead right. of the glory days. <laughs> right, yeah. I think he's stuck in his ways, uh, like in the Dark Knight comic book when Batman first tries to take down the mutant leader and yes. he hasn't adjusted to the tactics. Yes. And, uh, the uh, his description mm-hmm. supports that and almost kind of mocks him of like we know the force is the true religion and this dumb logre <laughs> believes in forest spirits <laughs> like mocking him for being stuck in his way <laughs> Yeah, that's like it's, it's it's like we all go to Catholic school and it's like oh we're gonna make the Jewish kids sit outside <laughs> when we see it. It's like no, no, we, we, I don't know that the force is any stronger than what these forest spirits yeah, are. Yeah, maybe they're onto something. Maybe they have their whole own yeah, trilogy. You, you want to tell me there wasn't some mystical crap going on on Dagobah? There's a lot of myths yeah. there. So <laughs> it could same thing could happen on Endor. Yeah, one of my favorite things listed here in Logre on again Wikipedia, and we take this all from StarWars.com. But uh, the last line: He participated in the celebration that followed the destruction of the second. Death Star. I like that. that oh, he that's was, nice. You know, he participated. He, he was, was willing to party. He showed up with some like What's treats. It? Yeah, yeah. He had punching cookies <laughs> for everybody. I got some stormtrooper fingers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be great if it just said he chaperoned. He's just like in the corner of a tree. <laughs> he was the designated driver. <laughs> Wedge is going to get plowed. I need some Ewoks to carry him back to his hut. You know how Tebow gets. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, what is your emotional reaction? Uh, as people who grew up with Jedi, what is your emotional reaction to Logre? Do you like em- him? Do you dislike yeah, him? Yeah, The Empire became my favorite movie. Um, Jedi definitely has a place in my heart. It's the first real Star Wars experience. It was the one I saw in the theater first. And uh, though I can make fun of the Ewoks now and maybe say they're not my favorite at the time, I can't deny it. I loved the Ewoks. I thought it was great and funny. And I used to I'll be on the playground and tell my friends, uh, you know, that guy's wise and speak in a kind of broken English uh, language. Um, and, and I uh, always liked Low Gray and Chirpa, and I had Low Gray and Chirpa figures. Yeah. And um, I had a big yard at the time as a kid, and I would take the Ewok figures out more than the other guys because I had a forest setting oh, in yeah. my backyard. I had a pine tree and all this kind of stuff. So I, I do like Low Gray. I have a, a strong emotional connection to him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I uh, though I've, as I've gotten older, maybe moved away from the Ewoks because of popular opinion, and I'm swayed easily and peer pressured into the, into <laughs> that. Uh, I, I I can't deny that back in 1983. I was a low grade guy. <laughs> How about you, Mark? Did you uh, like low grade? Ken, you need to hang out with me more often then, because <laughs> I was definitely, I have a fat head of low grade on my wall. I mean, I am a fan of low grade because he's separate from the other Ewoks. He clearly yeah. is a leader of men, or in this case, little furry creatures. And I never had a problem with the Ewoks. I always thought they were a great addition mm. to what this master tapestry that George Lucas had woven because, look, if people want to attack them because they're cute. It's like, what, yeah. when did cute become a bad thing? 
I spend I spend hours trying to look presentable to go out in society. These guys are born with it, and yet we want to attack them for it. And I like that Logre has some mysticism about him, where it's like, how did he kill that thing? How does he get respect versus all the other Ewoks? Because a lot of them just seem like minions running around. They are just cute, cuddly teddy bears. But Logre's got some. He's got some. He's got that faraway stare in his eye. Like he yes. might have gone off and gone on missions outside of Endor. He's seen more of the outside world, I think, than most of the other Ewoks. Right. Right. Yeah. I was not a big fan of the Ewoks because they, it was weird to me because they did look like teddy bears. I've always said I'd like them more if their ears were pointy because they were just been a little <laughs> bit more alien. And I think it was weird because I had uh, action figures and I had teddy bears and it just felt a little bit like these things don't go together. <laughs> uh, but I realized that a lot of people are, are super big on the Ewoks now. Mm. But Logre was always he made me more OK with the Ewoks because he is like that bass note. Like, yeah. They were kind of like high and da da da, but Logre was the one who's like, "No, we are going to burn, cook, and eat you." <laughs> and like, and he was the one. He's literally going like, "No, no, 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 no. this is all BS." Yeah, yeah. We're so we, eat him. we know he doesn't take well to outsiders, right. uh, to people that look different than him. And we also, <laughs> like, you look at all the teeth on those necklaces and stuff. He yeah. clearly is an underdog and embraces that role because he's good at killing things bigger than himself. Right. So that could work in his favor when we see who the next competitor is. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the next competitor, and this is a. This is special. This is new because this is a general character, and then we get to decide specifically mm. the reality of this character. Mm. So our next combatant is First Order Flame Trooper. <laughs> <laughs> These, here's what StarWars.com has to say. These specialist Stormtrooper units advance in conjunction with standard First Order infantry using D-93 incinerators to flush out entrenched enemies with roaring sheets of flame. Flame Troopers wear backpack-style propellant tanks, special helmets with slit-like lenses that reduce glare and temperature control Control body gloves beneath their armor. So that's what we know about the First Order Flame Trooper. Wow. Wow. So, uh, what, what do you got there on Wikipedia for um, Order Flame com- uh, Commonly known as roasters, hotheads, or burnouts um, <laughs> by resistance fighters. Uh, <laughs> that might come from some of the novels, I'm okay. not sure there. Um, yeah, I mean, you said it yourself that describes them. Because uh, it's general, I don't get a high yeah. weapon. Um, uh, they, are, they are very key. The D93 incinerators, man. Yeah. Look those yeah. up. New weapon in the galaxy. So, when you guys first saw Force Awakens, or even even the, the figures of the trailers, were you excited about the Flame Troopers? Loved the yeah. Flame Troopers. Okay. I love the look of them. Yeah. Now, I will concede that if I'm looking at a bunch of Stormtroopers with a bunch of different weapons, I think the Flame Troopers are probably the dumbest of the breed <laughs> because they're like, okay, we can't give this guy a blaster because he goes shoot everything. It's like, no, you just go burn something. Yeah. Okay, when we when we take over a village, you just set it on fire. That's yeah. all you have to do. You don't have to hit a moving target. You don't need one of those like, like laser sword things that the guy fights Finn with. We yeah. don't trust you with any advanced weaponry. <laughs> we give you a match and a lot of gasoline and just burn the hell out of some stuff. Stuff. Yeah, something mm-hmm. you can't miss with. Right, but the look of it looked awesome, and it was one of the things that really solidified to me watching the trailers for Force Awakens before the movie came out that we have a new threat, that these guys are evil, they are out for blood, yeah. they're really pissed off, they're looking for something. So they were one of the first things that made me realize, you know what, maybe the Empire, maybe the Death Star got destroyed, but there is a new evil presence in the universe, and it's pretty formidable. Yeah. How about you, Ken? Um, you know, I, I like them, and I, I still do like them. Um, I agree with Mark of, of the additions. It's sometimes maybe I don't say I don't want to say cheesy, but you know, there's something that I, the helmet design's not my favorite. I'll say okay. that. Uh, but I like the weapons. I like the idea of them. I love uh, biker scouts. 
Um, The reason I love biker scouts is I love that there is a difference, that there's not just a bunch of stormtroopers that we saw in A New Hope. I like an empire that they have Hoth gear. I like yeah. I like the changes. I like the difference. Um, uh, so I like that there's uh, uh, the, the biker scouts were to me something new and another rank and another way of fighting the war and a different training and different specialization. So and uh, as much as we only had Tie fighters in the Force Awakens and not didn't get to see a lot of other things or only got to see X wings and no yeah. Y wings or anything. I love that we have stormtroopers, flame troopers, and we have the guys that are kind of the leaders that have like the extra uh, like battle gear over them, little yeah. pouches. Uh, I like that there's a difference. And of course, the guy who uh, fights uh, Finn, uh, Officer Traitor. Yeah. Um, I like that he's got some. <laughs> 2199. Yeah, yeah. The riot control guys. I like that. It kind of adds to the realism of this that there would be these kind of guys. Yeah. I, I come from a pseudo law enforcement uh, career of 17 years where I, I had bike officers, I had this, I had that I had canine units and I had, there's different ways of approaching situations and different levels of situations so it makes sense to me you want to take over a village we're bringing a flame trooper right right I like, I, I like that they were kind of meta in that they really retconned that maybe the empire had flame troopers for sure too yeah and that explains mm-hmm. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru yeah, and yeah. how they got burned, and yeah, and I liked the the ramping up of like back in the day. It was oh, we meet storm snow troopers. Now we meet biker scouts, and this was like no, we're starting with three different <laughs> troopers right out the gate at least. Right. Uh, and I like their helmet; I think they look pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, for somebody is they look cool. They're devastating in a fight, but there is some creeping dumbness about them mm. to me because. It says here that they march with the first order infantry all the time, but sometimes there's not a job for them, right? And sometimes they have to be marched out and like, oh, you guys got it. There's not, oh, there's nothing for us to burn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll go back to the showers and cool down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I almost feel like they're not even in charge of turning the safety on and off on their gun. Like, like, <laughs> it's like we're not going to trust you with this thing that's on all the time. We're going to turn it on when we want you to. So they're very order driven. Right. So they're not free thinkers necessarily, which those stormtroopers really are. But biker scouts, to Ken, your point, they seem to be the most liberal and, and the yeah. most um, independent of any right. of the stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, Reads, you know, I mean the the let's face it, the the, the snowtroopers were too cold to really make any decision. <laughs> Just follow the guy in black with the yeah. cape. The stormtroopers, yeah. we all know, they're maybe not the best marksmen. So I think biker scouts would would if you're going to learn under any sort of scout it would be biker scouts. And as far as these guys, I just don't know that they're allowed to have a lot of free will. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So so I think we're going to deal with just one particular flame trooper. Yeah. Up against Logre. Uh, so I think we, we've learned plenty about low grade and flame trooper. Anything else you guys want to say? Or no. Shall we begin? All Let's right. Let's do it. Let's fight. Now, I think the first thing we need to decide this time around is who is this flame trooper? What's his, what's his name? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, his, his name is uh, FR6969, <laughs> which is not a name he chose. So he was always, uh, he was always made fun of. Right. And you he know. probably, I, I think, this isn't canon, but I'm going to guess that you're not doing well enough, you get you get made a flame trooper. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, or if you're like, you're, you're, maybe you're really klutzy, but you're really imposing. Like, you look scary. Right. So maybe FR6969. FR6969, FR his nickname is Virgin, um, which was, a, 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 they're cruel in the First Order Stormtrooper Academy. They're really cruel. Yeah, I, I want to say there's two types of flame troopers. There's the, there's the nerdy ones that are just, yeah. they, they want to get in the costume and get the flamethrower to exact some sort of revenge against all of their bullies, or it's just huge dumb oxes that yeah. don't really have another place in life, but they're huge, they're muscle-bound, they they can move a lot of objects, and they can carry that huge weaponry on their back. So yeah. I, I think that this guy is probably, I think he, I think he's, do we think he's the geek, or do we think he's He's a big ox, but, yeah. but uh, again, maybe came from a small village. Um, and I think he, so he knows how to burn them. Knows how to burn them. <laughs> he um, accidentally burned his own. Village. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was a way of getting out. Yeah, um, he's not very good around uh, female c- candidates and stormtroopers and trainees. Um, he's very awkward. Um, he's a nice guy. Um, he's not mean spirited. He just doesn't know another way. All right, cool, cool. So, uh, so Virgin is is going to yeah, to, and Verge is for, Verge for short. Verge, so Verge, Verge. that's kind. So yeah. Verge, the well-meaning arsonist ox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to Endor. I think this has to happen on Endor. 
Well, if this happens on Ender, that's really going to sway the game, Joseph. I know. Because he's got a flamethrower, <laughs> and as Smokey the Bear will tell you, only Verge can prevent forest fires. <laughs> and he's not going to, man. This gives him a huge advantage. Yeah. Usually, the Ewoks are pretty confident on a home court situation. Yeah. But here, when you introduce the concept of fire in there, Logray's going to have to come to play. He's going to have to use his intellect to outwit this virgin because this yeah. guy is going to be setting the Ewok village aflame. Yeah. Uh, I think, to me, this happens 20 years after the Battle of Endor. So we're okay. still maybe, what, 10 years out of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Right. The so first. Logre's still eating soup out of dead helmets. Yeah, so it's it's far enough away that he's not the Logre of old, but he's also, like I said, he's still got some power. It's like I was just at a pro wrestling convention, and there were some 70-year-old men I wouldn't want to fight. You know, they're thick, uh, these these guys. I, I met Jerry the King Lawler this week. That guy suffered a heart attack two years ago. I wouldn't want to challenge him in an alley. Yeah. Old, thick dude, you know, grandpa strength, man. So now Logre not only has farm strength, he has old guy strength. He has grandpa, old guy strength. Wow. And what has happened to me, and this where it maybe sets with the fight, is, is uh, Verge has been picked on. Like you said, he's, he's, he's not bad at his job, but he's just been on the lower pecking order of the First Order training as it's just starting. We're just starting this out here. So I think they're on a training mission on Endor, and that this enigmatic kind of leader. They don't know how to feel for him. He's got a mask on. You kind of can't understand him. His name's Kylo something or other. (laughs) And he's brought a bunch of people there to look for a helmet of some kind. Uh, And they're off doing that. And um, Verge has had enough. He's been picked on. And he said, screw it. I'm going to go into the forest myself and show you all what I can do. Right. Maybe he wants to prove something because the First Order is all about finishing what the Empire started. So he's maybe like, these guys these guys are the ones who took out the old guys. I'm right. going to show them by burning this moon to the ground. And right. he has that he he has that you know that latent thing in his head where oh I wasn't good enough to be your yeah. real stormtrooper. They they had to saddle me. People make fun of me with that. So he's yeah. going to prove he's actually going to go away and do some free thinking of his own because he's going to ditch the unit so he can go out and be the hero that he always really wanted to be. Yeah, and then people will chant 69, 69, 69, 69, 69 dude. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So. I think that's that's where our battle starts. Okay, he's wandering uh, through Bright Tree Village. The the remains of it. It's not it's it's not the center of the Ewok community anymore. Uh, a new suburb popped up <laughs> over the last twenty years. Um, the you know the war heroes returned home from the Battle of Endor and started moving out to the Ewok suburbs. Uh, there was of course the whole uh, caravan of courage Battle of Endor situation. <laughs> so, um, the village, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, so I think uh, low grade though he doesn't want to move. He's still in oh, so Bright Tree Village. Yeah. Okay. This, is, this is like an avatar situation almost yeah. where we're, th- there's some deforestation going on. Maybe if the yeah. humans who, who uh, they're, they're like, you know what? We love Ewoks. Now, all of a sudden, this peaceful place, because it was the site of the victory for the, you know, they blew up the second Death Star. Right. Now it's kind of like a theme park almost that they turned yeah. it into. Oh, yeah. And so now it's like Colonial Williamsburg where I grew yes. up. It's like, oh, yeah, you can still go see the Colonial stuff. But now there's like a Hooters and a Sabaro and it just, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like yeah. home anymore. Oh. And so yeah. low gray, I think, he doesn't have a battle that he can win in a while because it's not yeah. just about strength. It's about politics. And that's one of his strengths, but he doesn't have the support of his people anymore because yeah. so many Ewoks are just hanging out with humans. I love this Williamsburg analogy that there's yeah. like historical reenactment mm-hmm. wedge Antilles. 
standing around <laughs> oh, yeah. telling people exactly you, where the helmet got burned, exactly there, where the Ewoks dance. There's, there's a, people in Ewok costumes, yes. which 100 years from now is going to be labeled so racist, but right now yeah. it just feels like the natural oh, thing you to got, do. Oh, you yeah. got like Ugnaughts coming down there to pick up work as Ewok <laughs> uh, costume players. Um, there's a restaurant there called Han Solo Pitfire Grill, and it's a chain. So Han has nothing to do with it. He's not even getting money from it. But you can go there and you can take pictures, get on the pit fire, the Spitfire, and, and an Ewok, an Ugnaught, really, will spin you around. And Logre's been seeing this, and he's been, he's got the gift bags. He sees humans with gift bags. He's had enough. And, yeah, he's just pissed because he's watching over the forest spirits, right? Yeah. And there's just all of this capitalism chasing it out. Absolutely. You get too close to him, he goes, nah, 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 like kind of like shakes you away. Okay, so I like the idea that FR is, 6969 mm-hmm. uh, Verge creeps up at dark at yeah. night when only low gray is there still watching over the the true heart of the place the spiritual place but it's a little bit more open right yeah. it, it's not as as much yeah. uh, foliage as it used to be right yeah and i'm going to give you a little bit of uh, of context in nice. this too it's because now again what is what is everybody on endor looking for from a uh, first order standpoint they're looking for darth vader's helmet right because this petulant kid who just for some reason he's snoke's favorite mm-hmm. so he gets to order them around they're looking for darth vader's helmet well guess who has Darth Vader's helmet. Low Low gray. gray. He loves collecting stuff. (laughs) I am going to go so far as to say that Low Gray replaced whatever that crocodile thing on his head was. (laughs) And now Low Gray is running around wearing Darth Vader's helmet. The very thing that FN 6969 wants to retrieve to prove that he is worth being this position. Okay. All right. So I think Low Gray probably sees him coming, right? Low Gray is smoking some uh, forest weed, sitting down (laughs) after a hard day of glowering at the. at Space Travelers again like you said it's gone the, the, the mall's closed he's sitting there yeah. on the graveyard shift basically and he hears he hears the sound of flames because Verge is start, he just walked up he walked up uh, that ramp the same ramp that Luke once walked up uh, and left to go after Vader um, and he's just burning things okay Han Solo pit fire grill is on fire <laughs> and Logre stirs okay and what is Logre's first move do we think do do we think that he has ewok tactics does he have the village all like hooked up with booby traps to set off or is he just going to take a run at him there's certainly booby traps uh, mm-hmm. most of them just got burned um, <laughs> yeah. the, the the nets have not worked i think that maybe fn 69 did get stuck in a net but he quickly burned the net <laughs> oh so interesting yeah he was able to come back down and then he burned the dead animal that was the bait and he mm. ate that as a snack so <laughs> right. low gray's very upset the issue with low gray's uh position right now is that it is night and most of the ewoks are at home if they even are ewoks and not ugnox in disguise yeah getting. and the ewok strength was in their numbers is that they can team up and 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 use their 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 amount of people against a smaller unit of the empire that's not the case now we could be looking at a one-on-one battle so low gray mm-hmm. has to he's thinking can i find a water supply source anywhere <laughs> and if i can't how can i sneak up behind this guy so he doesn't see me coming right so i think yeah i think low gray realizes that i'm gonna at least need something sharp i think he gets a spear he's certainly got plenty of spears yeah, uh, so it's, it's you know at least that part of it won't burn 
<laughs> the stick it's attached to will. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's 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 on a stabbing mission. So he's I think on, he's going to try to creep up behind he him. He is. And Low Gray is he is he's brave. He's a warrior, as we learned in Jedi. Low Gray's kind of an a hole. <laughs> he just kind of doesn't care. He's one of those guys. He's going to. He is a. The Ewoks would say he's a, which is a tell it like it is guy. <laughs> and and um, by the way, that's I was actually Jawa. They actually spoke uh, Jawa too. Um, that's not canon. Oh, um, I know that. Yeah. Um, so he he's not rushing them. He's just kind of like, who's this jerk burning down my village? He's going to walk up behind him with his stick, and he's going to take a big shot at his ankle because he saw it work in the Battle of Endor. Oh, yeah. But as we know, these are a new breed of stormtroopers. They are not destroyed by sticks and rocks. It doesn't affect them as much as it did in Jedi. Right, so the spear just snaps. In Verge, even be a dumb ox, he knows when a... Angry space bear has stabbed him from behind. <laughs> yeah. And he turns around and he sees this angry but powerful looking little creature with dead, soulless, serial killer eyes wearing Darth Vader's burnt helmet on yeah. his head. And now and now this little creature's pointing at him going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. just like jabbing at him, like poking it. Right. Almost like, what are you doing? Right. The so, issue that he has is that he hesitates with his flamethrower because mm-hmm. he sees the helmet and he's like, "Well, I, I don't want to burn it. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. Right? I mean, the, the boss wants this pretty much intact. It's already damaged. I don't want to take this thing from excellent condition into fair condition. So I need to make sure I protect it. So if he's going to burn something, he's thinking, "I got to go low. I got to burn this guy's feet. Right? And start start from the ground up. And, and I like to what he had to do. Uh, Verge had to pull out um, a handwritten photocopy <laughs> paper made by Kylo Ren mm-hmm. that had a drawing of the helmet. Have you seen this helmet? Yeah. yeah. This is what we're looking for. And like Kylo was passing it out to everybody. This, uh, this is what I want. <laughs> this is, get this helmet. Get this helmet. I want this helmet. So he pulls it out. He's like, that's the helmet. And you're right. Starts burning its feet. Okay, and we know from when R2 shocked Wicket that Ewoks are good jumpers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So he can go pretty high. Yeah. So I think he can jump, but I think that uh, 6969 just burned the bridge that they're both standing on, and they go falling. Oh, it's it's flames flames on. Yeah, huh? I think he burned at low grade. Low grade jumped. It hit the bridge. The bridge just falls apart. Wow. And they both go falling. I think low grade jumped. He used that classic Ewok jump where he jumps up and his legs go forward <laughs> yeah. and his arms go forward. <laughs> and I think he actually launched himself into the body of FN oh, 69. So he's hanging on to him and he's kind of punching his head as they fall. As down. they fall, he's beating him in the air. And he uses wow. FN 6969, his huge virgin body, right. to break his own fall. <laughs> So now, right. once they right. land, he's on top of him. He's just raining blows, and he's trying to get that helmet off. So it's a matter of who can get whose helmet off first. Oh, right, now, right, right. So yeah. he rode that virgin through the air, <laughs> pounding yeah. him. And, and I think they hit a couple little bridges on the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when uh, when uh, Short Round uh, you know, was picking up Indy, and Indy's running through, right. through the— Multi-story through the, fall. Yeah, multi, multi-story fall, and you're right, breaks it. And like I said, Mark said, now this is a, this is a battle for the for the death over the helmets. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of hands and little Ewok fingers pushing on stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think Low Gray's finger they got pretty good little fingers, Ewoks. I think he can get his fingers under there and start shoving. And as soon as you're shoving on a helmet, that's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. I mean, because he's yeah. getting his nose caught, he's getting his his chin scratched. Uh, yeah. Do we think Low Gray gets the helmet off successfully? 
to reveal the true face of the Virgin. I think Logray gets the helmet off successfully, yeah, and I think he starts hitting him with the helmet. He starts actually <laughs> yeah. hitting his actual face with the helmet because this guy's scra- Logray's scrappy, he's quick, he starts hitting him with the helmet, but eventually the ox-like strength of 69 mm. is going to win out and he's right. going to throw Logray off him. The problem being that the fall now has his flamethrower is far away. And so now okay, it's yeah, a matter yeah. of who can get to the gun first. We see in every action movie, somebody has a gun, they lose it, it's over there, and who can get to the gun first? So now yeah. there's an open flamethrower, and whoever gets there first wins like, it. There's a pause, and, and Virgin, Virgin, by the way, Virgin has uh, very thick Coke bottle glasses underneath that thing. <laughs> he, he played probably tackle at his uh, home village's football team or, or space football team. Um, but there's a moment, they look at each other, and they look at the flamethrower and the back at each other, and then the scramble's on. Now, here's my essential question is, is Vader's helmet still on Logre's head or did that fall off, too? I think it is because he's Logre has got it kind of wired on with some uh, tendons from some animal he killed. Right. Right. It's like a little chin strap in the forest spirit. He knows it's he knows it's a powerful or a a sought after relic. Yeah. He's not dumb. Logre's not a dumb man. Uh, He he had some Ewok spies watching. Hey, that guy in the black suit's burning the guy with the cape. (laughs) There's something we should. There's something. It's a totem of power. It's a totem of power. There's also one of those little placards there that was put up by the resistance or, or I should say the Republic. <laughs> yeah. It was like uh, this ground on which you stand uh, was, you know, the, the resting final resting place of Anakin Skywalker and a young general Hux, by the way, read that sign. And that's where he got some of that wordage. For <laughs> that's, speech. that's very accurate. Yeah. And the thing about this helmet, this is not any ordinary helmet. This is Darth Vader's helmet. There's yeah. a reason why Kylo Ren wants it because it does have some power to it. This thing is like the ring of power in Lord of the mm. Rings to where when Logre wears it, he feels a little differently he feels a little more uh, evil he feels a little more impulsive Mm. so he's he actually has powers it's kind of like he's he's juicing he's using PEDs, if you will because he's got darth vader's helmet and it's kind of giving him just a little bit of a force advantage yeah and i'm assuming too that the front part of vader's helmet's not on this is just the helmet part yeah Yeah. Yeah. because that part that's back in the low grace hut because it, it just it's you know, it's uncomfortable. Un- <laughs> he had tried to wear; he wears it by himself. But yeah, I, I agree with that, Mark. That that uh, this is the dark side of the force is still maybe around this. Yeah, and so Logre yeah. was already willing to mercilessly kill, and now he's a little bit affected by the dark side. And yeah, th- he has no uh, question about what he wants to do. He wants to murder and probably eat this flame trooper. He wants to cook him with his own flame gun and eat him all by himself. So he is singular in his purpose. But I think our flame trooper now is confused. What does he really want? Does he want to get Vader's helmet back? Does he want to kill Logre? Does he want to burn this whole village to the ground? What does he really want? And is he good at making decisions? He's horrible at making decisions. Um, (laughs) I think that at this point, he's lost the desire to just get Vader's helmet. He's so upset that this thing, this little tiny thing is beating him up, that that's now his first priority. He doesn't care about damaging the helmet. He just cares about killing this thing any way he can. Okay. And what he finds, uh, or what's going on in his head, is he hears them all laughing at him. He hears his academy class laughing at him. You're nothing, Verge. You're nothing. 69, 69, ain't never 69. Like, they're just... (laughs) All in his head, and they're laughing at him, and he's hearing this laughter as he runs for the flame flame uh, thrower and starts to tussle with Logre over it. He's motivated All by right. that. I think I think we're getting down to the the final beats. So mm-hmm. I want to I want to take a poll here. Uh, yeah. Ken, who who do you think has the right to come out of this battle alive? You know, I'm at some level I'm rooting 
for FR sixty nine sixty nine because he he deserves maybe some redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, Low Grace lived a good life. Uh, he was never the. He's like Ty Cobb. He's kind of retired. People are like <laughs> Logray really wasn't the best of guys. We was kind of taller. Red Chirper was kind of the one uh, we all liked hanging out with. But at the same time, Logray Logray made decisions in his life, and he was brave, and he was a leader, like Mark said. Where FR sixty nine sixty nine just kind of to get out, he took the easy way out of his village and joined a very bad, ruthless organization. So I think Logray deserves the win morally. Okay, how about you, Mark? See, I think that Logray, like you said, Ken, he's older, he's not necessarily wiser, but he's lived a good life, and he's not happy about where his home world is going. He doesn't have a whole lot of friends he can turn to anymore. He's in his twilight, whereas the Virgin hasn't even been laid yet. He's got (laughs) the rest of his life to look forward to, so it's going to start to be a factor here going forward as far as the fight to see who can defeat the other person and grab that flamethrower because it's all about getting to the flamethrower first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so you think that there's a slight edge, though, for the First Order Flame Trooper? I think the First Order Flame Trooper has the edge. And you mm-hmm. think Logre has the edge? I think uh, I think he does. I think that the, the dark side of the Force is now coursing through his veins. <laughs> it's, still, it's, still, it's still floating around that helmet. Yeah. There's a lot of dark spirits there. Plus, the forest spirits are helping him, too, now. <laughs> yeah. Because they're real. All right. Well, th- this, is, this, is a, this is a hard decision. But yeah. I think what it comes down to, ultimately, mm-hmm. is that... Ewoks are resourceful. Yep. They know how to use anything around them to fight. Yeah. So I think that they scramble, they scramble, and Logre realizes this guy is young and stupid and eager, and he thinks it's all about getting the flamethrower. He thinks whoever yeah. has the flamethrower has the power. And he realizes, I'm smarter than this idiot. I'm more resourceful. So he feigns going for the flame uh, mm. trooper's gun, but he lets the flame trooper get it. He lets the flame trooper be cocky, turn the gun on him, and then just as he's about to pull the trigger, Logre just reaches up and taps it and redirects the flame <laughs> into Virgin's face. <laughs> What irony. I mean, look, it, it makes a lot of sense because Ewoks are fans of burning things as well. Yeah. yeah they're not. Yeah. And now, see, if Logre had gone for the flamethrower, he would have been in trouble because the one thing that Ewoks aren't good at is technology. Right. He right. has no idea how to work a flamethrower. He probably realized that. He's yeah. like, I don't know how to turn that thing on. Yeah. So I'm just going to use what I know. He probably found a little stick. He just dink, yep. knocked it up. Dink. And knocked then it up. Virgin burned his face. If he, yeah. if he thought he wasn't getting laid before, <laughs> he is not, not happening now. now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think that's how it ends, and you kind of fade to black. Yeah. And then you fade up on Logre's hut, and he is having himself a meal. A giant, A giant delicious. leg of flame tripper. <laughs> but you know what? He walks back to his hut that night, yeah. and we see this shot of him. All you see is his feet. You see his feet walking into the hut, and mm. right before he goes home, you see the helmet of Darth Vader drop. Yeah. He lets it go. He had his moment with Darth Vader's helmet, and he no longer wants that dark power. He had it, he embraced it, and he's like, that was my quest, and now I move on to a different phase of life. So this fight actually is going to illuminate him Mm. in that maybe I don't need to be using the dark side of the Force or wearing this evil Nazi's helmet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he learned a lot, and he sat there in peace eating. Contently eating. 6969. Yeah. Realizing I have seen the better part of the forest spirits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what, uh, and it fades out again and like Return of the King, it fades back up. <laughs> and he's sitting there eating and he, you're right, Mark, he dropped that helmet. He was a little afraid of what he became mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, <laughs> but he did keep 
the necklace that Vader had and that didn't burn. And he's mm-hmm. got it hanging on the wall, and it's the next night. He's drinking some Ewok juice, and he's <laughs> contemplating what's, what's happening. And he hears a rustle at the door, and he thinks, not again. And that's when he hears a... Give me the necklace. <laughs> and Ren's there. And Ren kills him. Oh, and Lope man. And Lopre's gone. And there's just this slow, mournful version of Yub Nub plays <laughs> as the credits. Yub, Yub Nub. Nub. I'm really happy that we stayed away from uh, Low Grade masturbating furiously because we all know that's how Ewoks celebrate. <laughs> you know he was going to defeat a flamethrower and then just go rub one out for the next hour. But uh, we stayed away from that. I think it's, it, was a good, it was a good choice. Oh, yeah. We yeah. took the higher road <laughs> in our story of the Virgin. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark, for uh, uh, an, an epic and absurd battle. This was an absolute blast. Please have me back every week. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on the social medias? Uh, uh, yeah, tweet me at Mark Ellis Live and let me know who do you think won. Do you think Logre was fair in his defeat of the Virgin, or do you think that Virgin strength and never getting late actually adds something to you and could allow you to defeat an Ewok one quarter your size? <laughs> Ken? You follow me at Ken Napsock across all social media platforms, and uh, of course, uh, follow us at Force Center Pod. And yeah, tweet me as well uh, and, and tell me uh, if I went too far in killing Logre at the hands of Red. <laughs> I think it was just right. It was just right. Uh, and if you guys have characters that you want to see fight, uh, be sure to tweet at us with the hashtag databank brawl. You can let us know a matchup you like, but we would like even more is just let us know individual characters that you'd like to see thrown against each other. We got a lot more databank brawl coming up. We're probably going to do a tournament of survivors pretty soon, mm. I think. And I think that should be a, a, an extra long databank brawl. But Low Gray, Gray can be in that. Even yeah. though Rand killed him, Low right. Gray can be in that because he won the fight. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The rules are going to be fair, they're going to make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw and you can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod and until next time as Luke Skywalker once said while no one was really listening to him I care that's it for Databank Brawl catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.